0: Welcome to This Week in Craft Beer, the podcast, the weekly show where we interview the people making the magic happen in the UK craft beer scene, sponsored by Them That Can, the premier mobile canning service in the UK. This Week in Craft Beer publishes the UK's leading craft beer newsletter every Monday morning by email. To subscribe for free, please visit www.thisweekincraft.beer. This week in craft beer would like to thank our generous Patreon supporters John Stevens, Nick Flynn, Jamie Ramsey, Sue Johnson, Steve Hartley, Jazz Handel, Phantom Brewing Company, Dolphin Brewery, Becky Bentley White, Bayonet Brewing Co, Ryan Charlton, The Paper Mill Micropub, Doug Thayer, Robert Baker, Aid Bardy, The Sociable Beer Company and The Small Batch Brewing Co. So this evening I'm delighted to be at Phantom Brew Co, sitting here with Don and Dane in The Haunt and we've got a lot to catch up with guys because the last time we spoke formally was episode two of this podcast and this will be episode 128 so there's a lot of water under the bridge and a lot of stuff to cover you guys have made incredible progress in that time so if you wouldn't mind introducing yourselves and then let's get into you know what everybody needs to be caught up on
1: yeah so uh, i'm dom one of the owners and founders at phantom here
2: and i'm dean i am
0: the other half excellent so where do we want to start with what you guys have accomplished in almost three years considering that two and a half of those were under pretty severe COVID restrictions. Let's talk about the the brewery first. It's on the brewing side and then we'll get to the hospitality side.
2: Yeah so we've just um, taken a new kit from SSV so that's Mm. been a a massive part of our plans ever since we first opened anyway to kind of transition to now and we officially ordered it back in December Mm. and um, we only... I think we're maybe 17 brews into it now, so it's only been very recently that we actually took the kit. Right, had a free, three or so week just to the commissioning, just getting it ready. Yeah. Um, so that's you know it's taken a lot of time, a lot of effort, but we're now being able to pump out as many brews as we kind of want. So what is the what's the scale of your kit now? Same size, so still 15 hectolitre kit. Yeah but we've now gone from a two-vessel to a three-vessel kit, yep. so it allows us better hop utilization, um, just a better quality of beer, in our opinion, mm-hmm. and just to push on what we've already been doing for the last few years.
0: Yep. And what have you got in terms of FVs and
2: tank space now? So we're now, ha- we have nine FVs on site, three of them double size, yep. and the rest of them, the 15 hectolitres still, plus one uh, fooder of you know, 13 hectolitres on, on that as well. So we've got plenty of capacity, and still much room to grow, as you can see here. <laughs> And, yeah the fact is that the brewery is still rattling around
0: in this space isn't it which is incredible and so probably worth just talking about we're sitting in the, the second unit here which wasn't part of the brewery when we recorded episode 2 so so give us just a you know quick 30 seconds on how this came about
1: yeah so this is the unit that we we actually took I think it was August, August 2020 right we took the keys to the unit next door knocked a big hole through the wall <laughs> so we could Kind of work between the two units primarily it, it enables us to kind of expand production and add more tanks on this side but also it's allowed us to put a bit of second bar in um, which we call neon yep. um, we've got a few cool neon signs and um, it's a slight different decor to the horn yep which gives us i guess more space to host we have I mean, private events and things like that and it means we could remain open to people that want to come down on the weekend yep. and have their their usual drinks. So it's it's primarily allowed us to expand um, and it's given us as you can see plenty more space uh, to continue expanding so when we moved in back in 2019 to our first unit we always knew that this unit was empty. Right. The goal was we would like to take it at some point um, and the opportunity came to us because we were getting to that stage where production was ramping up um, so we decided to go for it.
2: And it was about a quarter of the way through last year that we actually fitted it with the bar, so it was just empty space yes. still that we could use a bit of storage and then gradually we were able to kind of fit it out ready. Uh, we wanted to make sure it was ready for when restrictions kind of were lifted. Right. And we had a little bit before where we were able to do stuff in it, but then, yeah, able to kind of fit out how it's fitted out now. Absolutely. Amount. Yeah, fantastic.
0: And you've also, I think, you know, apart from the new brewery, which you just recently commissioned, you You installed a water treatment facility as well, didn't you? Yes.
2: So we're on RO Water now yep. here as well, so... um that's been a little bit longer, maybe since December last year, right. just to give us more control over our water. Yep. we we tried to put everything into our own hands and take away any kind of other elements that can play a part in the brewing process. Yep. And you know, it's been just constant development. We've been every few months going, what can we now add right. to improve things? What can we now do to differently? And the, you know, the kit is that the biggest one of them all. Uh, we have a centrifuge coming in a few months' time, uh, which is the kind of next step again in our yep. development. But we don't aim to kind of stop there either. It's not no. that's not going to be a lo- the final piece before we go, <laughs> there you go, now we're settled. It's going to be, well, what's next? What else yep. can we bring on to you know, consistently and uh, regularly improve what we're doing?
0: Fantastic, so how big's the staff now?
2: So I think we're just about to move up to what, nine full time. Nine yeah. full time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know we've got six or seven guys that work in the bar yep. um, weekly um, when we're open. Yeah said a nice team got a few new stars in the last month or <laughs> two the you know really making a team well rounded right and how many brews got uh, so we're just moving up to our third right yeah. uh, full-time brew on the brew staff then plus me kind of like looking over that as well yeah. so four four of us that can essentially run the brews mm-hmm. as of next week so
0: fantastic and so you just already mentioned Dom you've got essentially two tap rooms in adjacent units which is you know wildly extravagant and most people (laughs) listen to this who haven't been here you know probably find it hard to believe but it does actually give you you know fantastic flexible space doesn't it no it came into its own under covid restrictions of course because that was the time when you really want a lot of space but it still plays really nicely now doesn't it and you know i've I've been down here in, in, in this you know we're sitting in the neon bar as you said where you know, this is this is nicely configured for, for private events when, when you want it to be. You've had bands in here, haven't you? And it's mm-hmm. just a, it's a great space. The you know the big screen on the wall behind me has been brilliant for the Reading Festival and the football last summer. And just mm-hmm. it's a perfect special event space without interfering
2: with the you know the day-to-day running of the, of the main haunt bar next door. So yeah we, yeah, we thought about our carbon footprint when it came to opening a second bar, and we felt mm-hmm. well, getting the beers somewhere else and having that second location, have it right next door. <laughs> Don't need to travel too far. Go on a pallet <laughs> truck, no. Nothing. Nothing else needed.
0: Love it, and it doesn't get any fresher, does it? Yeah. And it's actually quite next door from the brewery, so.
2: Uh, but that is one of the reasons we did open this space, so so that we can have events and not, you know, have the other customers that kind of rely on coming here weekly to try yeah. the new stuff and see mm-hmm. the staff members. Um, they kind of want to see and like uh, chat to. Yeah. But still be able to show the football and give people a space that aren't into football, show music, but people yeah. don't really care about the music that's playing. And also, we got loads of new housing being built around us, and we wanted to make sure the people that moved in had enough space to come and feel like it was their bar rather yes. than, oh, it's too busy, maybe we'll go another time when it's a bit mm. less busy. And I felt like, you no, know, we could actually just go there every single week without fail, have their own table they kind of like yeah. earmark as their own every <laughs> single week. So, how is I mean, you know, you're, you're talking
0: about the, uh, the housing development called the Print Works, which is right outside, you know, literally out the front of the brewery. It was when you opened. Three years ago, it was a derelict, literally a derelict print it wasn't it? It's now, you know, really smart modern development of apartments and, and some, you know, some, some houses as well. Um, that must be delivering you a great customer base, literally across the road, isn't it? I mean, it's. Do you, have you got any sense for how many of those people are coming in? And
1: yeah, so a little while ago, I did go and introduce myself to some of the people there, and it was quite nice to see that actually there were some familiar faces. And, yeah. They hadn't made themselves known to live across the road so right. it was quite nice to be able to meet them Yeah, had a and, couple uh, of selfies done as well yeah. <laughs> a couple of selfies <laughs> <laughs> local <laughs> celeb right. not and, uh, <laughs> yeah it was nice to see there's, there's some people that we'd already seen in here yeah but on the opposite side where like we're behind their houses and in between us and them there's another set of houses some people didn't know we were here Oh. Um, despite being
0: a couple hundred yards away yeah um, i suppose if you don't because this road is not it's not a through road, is it? So right. if, you know, Unless you're actually walking through here, you wouldn't really
2: notice it. Yeah, but we, we have a real good population that come in regularly with people that not only live in the new builds, but also the houses already around here. Right. Um, and yeah, like they had a big uh, meet-up. All the people that live in the houses are recently here at well, Phantom. That's it, isn't it? You know, it's got to be their social club, hasn't yeah. it, if you play your cards yeah. right? Yeah, it's sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah we nice had too.
1: some some of them saying they've got like friends coming to visit, so yeah. their yeah. plans will come down here for dinner Fantastic. on Friday. And yeah. Can have some pizza, and beers and host them here which is it's quite cool so yeah it's, it's been really nice
0: oh that's brilliant and, you know I, I was in on friday and the place was packed quite honestly i mean this uh, this side wasn't open admittedly but but the you know the, the hall mm. side was i don't think there was a spare almost not a spare seat and mind about a spare table mm. so it's great to see and you know and the staff was still so so you know you've retained table service haven't you which is you know not I would say that common, um, you know, as we get to sort of September 2022. I love it, by the way. You know, so good yeah. for you. I don't know how the staff manage it when it's really busy, but they seem to get around. And you know, I'm never you're never waiting for a beer. They're always there. They've got an eye on how much you've got left in the glass, and they're you know they're hovering when you need it. So it's just great.
1: Yeah, that's something that we we know that we could be demanding of our staff in that regard because yeah. to us we should be aiming to provide the best service we can. Sure. It was actually. Pre-COVID, we wanted to do table service. Mm-hmm. When, you know, it was an name for when we first opened. Oh really? okay, that's And I'll tell yeah. you
2: exactly why, and it's, it, it links into our employees. So we just taken a new uh, employee called Paul Judd, previously taproom manager at um, Stag really Goods. Ah, yeah. uh, years back, yeah. He then went and worked in different different area for a while, and now he's just joined us. And I, I wanted him straight away. News availability. I wanted him, because when I used to go there they did table service and it was his service it it was one of a kind kind of service you just don't get anywhere else that drew me back and made me want to go back every single week I wanted to talk to Paul like catch up, get to know him more. Nice. He, despite the fact he, I was just a customer to him, but yep. he made you feel special, mm. and um, it was that service. That so go cool, yeah. I just love this. This is what I want. This is the kind of service I want to provide. Yeah. And I said we're lucky now to actually have him on staff doing sales. He's not in the tap room, kind of looking nice. over that, yep. But to have like his experience to talk to with the other guys as well. Yeah. But that's one of the reasons we wanted to straight away. But you've got. I mean, off. I'm not going to embarrass him by naming them. But you've got some great staff in the mm. in the tap room.
0: Most of them have been here for a while, and they're all brilliant in their own right. So you know, it's it's it is a pleasure coming in here, and it does differentiate the the experience I think not that it needed necessarily differentiating because the space and the beers speak for themselves but, but we, we
2: work hard on it it's, it's not just a simple thing you go no and, I'm sure you know, it isn't. just go and do table service now and that's sort our of thing we obviously we demand from the staff doing it yeah. they're doing it as a level of service That does differentiate us, and it is great that when they there is that much food. So all those things you pointed out, kind of how you found, that's something that we're not we're saying this is what we expect, this is what we're driving for because we want the customer to feel valued We want them to come here and feel like a second home, and just really have everything on the beer side taken care of, so actually they can sit there chatting with their friends, have a good time, and not have to think about that. Not have to worry about queuing up at the bar. We we talk
1: about that every Monday. Okay. You know, yeah. After the weekend service we get together and debrief, Try and and how crit- was the table service? It, you know,
0: what, what worked, what didn't work? Yeah, yeah
1: and, and do we have any challenges? When it gets busier what are the challenges mm-hmm. and how can we overcome that? Do we need to hire more staff to yeah. help with the workload? Because we want to maintain the level of service even when it gets busier like you say. So, sure. it, It's been a real, for us like one of the main goals on the hospitality side is right. how can we give that next level of service and make it scalable, so when it is busy, yep. we're giving the best service, and mm-hmm. our staff. Are, mm-hmm. You know, it's a credit to them that they're delivering that because we are demanding that
0: that's what we yeah. what we want, and we want to provide
1: to our customers.
0: And they've really stepped up to the plate. Yeah, and I okay. suppose the point is, you know, it's not you, you get probably get into the swing of doing that, don't you? So mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the first time you. you and I putting myself in their shoes, and I've never done that job, so I, you know, I can't really speak for them. But I imagine that the first few times you're doing it, it's kind of no, 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 it's a bit of a stress. And, but now they just yeah. they're, they're constantly just used to walking in the room and, and engaging with people. And, we, and
2: just... we put ourselves in the shoes of the customer because we are people that like to travel and go to different bars and yep. just, just like you, and just have those experiences, oh, yeah. and not just the beer, but the actual environment and things like that. Yeah. And we go, what do we like? And we go. I love like Stavering Good and other places I've been. I love going to that place and going, oh, this is where I like to sit. There's the staff members mm-hmm. and going, oh, that staff member's not in. Oh, it's a shame. I'll still have a beer. I'll still hang out. But if they were in, I probably would have had five beers <laughs> rather than you know just like just the two instead because they're just so willing to come and chat, yeah. get to know them. Like I said, you, they feel like friends despite the fact you know they're getting paid to spend their kind of time with me nice. at the same time. Yeah, yeah, you I mean, just if, go, you, if
0: You can get to that then then you really on. And, and like I it,
2: that exactly. It's just trying to make sure like I said, when the neighbours, when everyone comes in, yeah. they do feel like it's a special environment. They do want to chat to the. Staff. Off. And as I said they they form those bonds with with them. That means they go. I'll have another beer, or yeah. I'll definitely be back next week. I can't wait to try that beer. You know, feel part of the club that we feel we're part of. We're part of this Phantom Club. Yeah. You know, all the staff is in all the stuff that's happening with it, and want all the people, all the customers that come down here to go. Cool, I'm part of that club. Yeah, I know what's happening. I want to know more. I really want to be involved and want to you know, Brilliant. you know, do something joint together, rather than feel like you know, this is a transactional purpose of yeah. being here in the bar. We're talking about taking things up to, to the next level.
0: I think you've just the past couple of weeks, I think, started to have a, a regular pizza food spot here on a Friday night. And I, uh, my mate Jim had one on, on Friday, and it looked fantastic. I mean, the crust, the way it was cooked, just you know, the, the, the presentation was, was absolutely superb. And obviously we're used to drinking in tap rooms in the UK and elsewhere with food trucks. Um, and you get some pretty good food from the food truck. But what I think they struggle with in particular food trucks is uh, the quantity of orders at a busy time, you know, and it, it, we've all been places where you've waited an hour or more for yeah, food yeah. because yeah. they just, they've been swamped. What you've got here is a guy that, with a unit next door tell tell me about it
2: Uh, so the unit is probably 50 metres down the road they're called proper Takeout. great guys they've done quite a few different events with us over the time anyway Uh, our breakfast earlier this year they came and did breakfast uh, brunch for everyone whilst um, everyone was able to drink uh, drink along and uh, yeah, it's just something we've been really keen to kind of work on a partnership with them because yep. well, they did their pizzas the first time, and I was actually going to a different event, mm. so I didn't actually get to have a pizza. But Dom, you you came with your your family. Yeah, that night I brought my
1: family down, mm. and my wife had a pizza, and she was like, "That's one of the best pizzas I've ever right. had." Right. Yeah. Um, and and I agreed, mm. um, and I said to Dan, "These guys are
0: the best pizza." But so we've, we've got to figure it out. Yeah, we need need to get by these guys. Yeah, yeah, and. What the old say? Fifty meters down the road is just incredible. I mean, uh, it's fantastic. So, so you. I mean, you literally have a guy sitting over in the corner by the door, don't mm-hmm. you? With his little, you know, his menu and his taking orders. And he, obviously, okay, I don't know if he
2: walks it down himself or he's got a runner that does it. So, but, yeah, but, so they have that. And, and the reason they do that, so when they first did the pizzas that time, they actually just had the pizza ovens here. Okay. But they, they, they've they got their full set-up kitchen just down yeah. the road, and they go, the quality's better, well, that's everything's the thing. better uh, for I,
0: them. And I'm not sure it's the, it's the volume as well that was the yeah. thing. So, you know, to say, we were sitting here Friday night, the place is packed, Jim ordered the pizza, and, you know, we drank about half a beer and it was there already. It yeah, ridiculous, yeah. you know, and so these guys were just... I don't know how many pizzas an hour they were bringing in, but it was pretty yeah. impressive. Well, and, uh, James
1: and Nick have been doing it a little while, and mm. the way we've had their pizza and it was, it was amazing, but they, I think they do like, a number of different foods as well, and they do barbecue, like, grilled food, which okay. is incredible, but that first time, yeah, it was just that first impression mm. was so good. I said to Dane Australia we've got to get these guys yeah. in because their food is just next level. You know, and
0: it's not obviously well, not weather dependent now, you know, we just said into Absolutely. winter, you know, and it must be pretty miserable for the guys setting up sitting up a yeah. you know, like a gazebo or whatever Wait, out the front. In the Maso, yeah. rain. So, uh, you know, it just takes all that out of the equation. So it's like yeah, a great no, move it's, and, a, it's a
2: it's a really good partnership and they're, they're really they're really great guys and just um they were so open to the idea as soon as we kind of talked yep. about it about how can we do like a little residency where you come regularly and they said really? that is currently Fridays. We, we wanted to do it earlier. They just had too much stuff in their right. schedule the up to that whatever, point. Yeah. So then like oh from September we're going to be able to do it. And I said every Friday they're booked in now. So well
0: I highly doubt there's a better pizza in Reading than that. So no, you know, no people no. need yeah. to come and check it out. <laughs> Excellent. Let's talk about beer. Uh, we're all drinking different beers so let's not I'm not going to do the usual let's talk about the mm-hmm. beer but let's talk about your beers what, what have you released in the last Year that you've been really proud of, let's start with that.
2: Oh, <laughs> there's a lot of beers, it's been a long year, it's a very unfair question. Um, preview yeah. to you, but you know, I mean, on so, the spot. So, so if we have like kind of like the transition from our old kit to our new yep. kit, it happened at a funny time that I think you know, the last two or three beers we produced on our old kit were the best beers we ever produced, <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> okay, lot, so yeah. now, you, now, now you're going, oh, well, we got to go, <laughs> we've we got to hit the mark kind of straight off the bat with the new kit because you're going to people if that's what you're getting. So, Lucid Dreams was that one, which, yeah. is, you know, um under five percent citra pale we just tried a few things um with the grist just and see see where we've got to and it just it just came out great it was really just pleasant to drink it's something i could have sat back and had five six pints in a row without fail and um so that one was just one you go cool really enjoyed that let's do that again but what can we kind of play with and and do with that and then you know on the new kit i've just i've been like definitely really happy with, with Pretty much every brew off the bat it doesn't mean they're not going to get better but right. it's one that you go cool this is what we can produce straight away mm-hmm. imagine what we'll be able to produce in when, when three you, months yeah, when, in six months out, and, uh,
1: whatever, yeah. and i think for us on the new kit it would be interesting when we release some of the beers that people do know that oh, we yes. replicate so yeah. we're talking meadow road that yeah. comes around a couple of, of times it, a year yeah. pit, feeling Feelingless. This. Mm. Um, which will be, be out very soon those beers we're excited for how they're tasting at the moment yeah. and we hope that they're going to the next level so we're looking forward to people trying them on the new care and yeah. letting us
2: know what they think. I think other standout ones I think in the last six months we've finally kind of got used to our Nelson right? which we've done a few beers uh, a lot in lager just because I didn't really like the quality of our Nelson uh, yeah. too much so we've done some New Zealand pills which have gone down really well Yeah. but in terms of an IPA site, I just never... Got along with too well. Same oh, as okay. our Galaxy, yeah. but then we did ATM machine earlier this year, changed the the way we were doing our dry hop with the Nelson, okay. and it really popped and just it did great. And so I was really happy with that. And then we've just kind of done a a semi follow up to it, just a high ABV called Pin Number, Right. and um, again same things out of the tank. It's, it's it's basically ready now. Just got to find the time to package it. Nice. But same thing, we followed that same kind of procedure with the Nelson, right? And it's really it's really shining. So. Terrific. Um, yeah those ones have been a lot of fun just mm. kind of yeah I've got to
0: mention double feeling this you know because that's you know I, I'm a a dipper fiend and that was just amazing I thought you know it was uh, uh, I, I was having a great night anyway when, yeah. you know, when <laughs> <laughs> so it just took you over the top yeah, yeah. it did but no I, thought, I think that was really special um, and yeah I you know, the, the 1.21 gigawatts I had on Friday for the first time also really enjoyed I think I think your dippers are really good your the, your birthday dipper from last summer was also fabulous yes, So yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So those, uh, you know, I think you, you know, you, you, you hit your stride with dippers, and, and you don't overdo it. I think that's another nice thing about it. You know, you're not yep. pushing out a dipper every every month or.
2: Or well, perhaps you are but not certainly not you know not, not every week and so you know, it would generally so. be once every six brews on the ipa pale kind okay. of side right then yeah. we'll have like a double ipa in there maybe once every 12 if we if well, sometimes we just give it a miss and wait for the next one yeah when we do, and then we'll have like our lagers any kind of other beers off the side of that yeah. but that would generally transition in the summer we kind of had to take a little bit of time off because as we ramped down on our old kit i couldn't get another pitch of yeast in because i wasn't going to be able to kind of keep that running whilst we didn't have a brew kit so we kind of switched we're using a bit more dry yeast so we're able to so i I kind of playing around with a few other things because i couldn't control the yeast right in the same way through generations rather than just single pitches yeah so we didn't really go through the double ipa during that period and now we're back on our wet pitches so again it comes back into the schedule like i said once every kind of six the brews in the ipa pale spectrum will kind of try and throw a double ipa in, in there if we can
0: Nice. Yeah, and uh, you know what? What else are you really proud of? I mean, I think you've been doing some really nice sours as well.
2: Yeah, the same with our sours. We've just yep. been really happy all year, kind of. Yeah. Pretty much with what we've done with them. Um, it's just we've got a few different flavour combinations now. We're kind of looking forward to trying. Um yeah. But you yeah. know, people like high ABV, heavily fruited sours that we've kind of produced. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna kind of keep producing them. We want to make sure we can still fit in a few. Of the low ABV side, we've got something in tank now It's 5.5%, okay. which yep. we don't get around to too often just because, from a sales point of view, the high ABV stuff just flies. you got to, it,
0: you know, you, you have to respect kind of market demand, don't you? There's no point yeah, in going it, out of your it, way it, to, to, to brew something that you
2: know is going to gonna be slow to
0: sell. It's, you know, you, I guess you, you, know, you need a balance. Don't you? Yeah,
2: exactly. And, um, you know... Uh, you go to a place like America and you see their sours being pretty much all sat at five to five and a half percent yeah. and you go when we do it you go oh, even in the tap room those cakes probably take twice as long to get through don't as yeah. something that's seven eight percent which you know you don't yeah. see that too often I wonder if it's
1: almost like perception maybe like some some people just perceive those beers to be better talk about that dirty word untapped people yeah, yeah. might look at the ratings of a beer like that and think that you know oh that's what I should order um, yeah. but we just we just seem to go through loads, loads of them and people like drinking them, we like making them, so um, I think we'll, we'll continue doing that. We've,
2: we've got a, f- a few things in the pilot kit going through, but we are going to be messing around with some seltzers as well, like mm. heavily fruited seltzers. Okay. Um, yeah. Just like putting in the tap room, just. Yeah, I,
0: I must admit, if you'd have said that to me two years ago, I'd have taken offence at that. But mm-hmm. I, I'm much more relaxed these days. I don't, you know, I, I don't see it as a as a sort of mortal
2: threat to, to, to craft beer yeah, like I perhaps used to. We'll <laughs> get like we'll get like three cakes off, and they're going to be heavily fruit. So yeah, very similar to our sours. Oh, actually quite about curious to taste them
0: actually. The yeah. sour,
2: and yeah, we'll have about three or four cakes in a single batch. We'll put it through the tap room, kind of see how it goes, and then just take it from there. You know, if yeah. if the people are loving them, it'd be stupid of us not to sure. kind of brew more. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It gets our, it gets action in our pilot kit, which is always hard to time when we've got to keep up with the rest of the brew production schedule. What about kombucha. Uh, again, we both love kombucha, <laughs> but uh, I do like kombucha. I think it's just
1: a little bit more intricate. Is to, it to make. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, like I said, there's different ways we can kind of play around. Like we, we, we did, we did the first seltzer on the pilot kit literally today. Yeah. Um, and then go cool. Well, next time, what we'll do is we might make it a higher proof and then liquor back and kind of and then split it and have multiple batches just sure. through the pilot kit as well, yeah. which 150 liters per set. And yeah, it's just something we can like play around, have a bit of fun with whilst um, we kind of, and that can go to like our like newest apprentice uh, brewer, Emily. She can kind of look over that yeah. to a point whilst we have a focus on getting the new kit just really rolling. Terrific. I think
1: getting it in the tap room is so valuable for us because yeah. we're getting live feedback Absolutely. on it. Absolutely, um, yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're putting it in front of people and, and seeing their reactions and talking to them and getting their opinions on it because sometimes if beer leaves the brewery and goes into distribution or to pubs, you lose that immediate reaction.
0: So it's the best place to start. Of course it is. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's a place where you can take the biggest risks and you know yeah. and, and just see what works. And nobody's going to, you know, I'm sure you're never going to put anything that just doesn't taste good on there. But you know, you can really you can push the boundaries, kind of. Yeah, you know, for sure. And see what happens at a small scale. That's, that's brilliant. Um, talking about events um, before we uh, move too far on. So we are. Unfortunately, this won't publish until after your Oktoberfest event, so sorry about that. no good pitch in that. (laughs) It was awesome. It's got a massive hangover, I'm sure, (laughs) recovering from (laughs) that, because this will go out the Monday after that. Uh, But uh, what about the birthday this year? Anything you can tell me about the birthday bash this year?
2: Uh, Yeah, so one thing we're aiming for this one is to be a real independent-led birthday beer so we've actually been over the last few weeks you might have seen a few of them come out with like the grumpy goat yeah. parade beer we did as a collaboration with them yeah. but actually all these weeks we've been taking bars that we've worked with over the last few years being really great customers mm-hmm. and having them in pretty much one a week oh, great. and doing yeah. a collaboration on our big kit together yeah. and you know some of the beers will be released before then some of, some of them actually at the event oh, awesome. but we're going to be at least saving one cake of everything and we're hoping we can have pretty much twelve lines of nice idea. Um, a, 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 beers we've brewed. with friends, with yeah. um, independent bottle shops, mm. bre- uh, breweries, or um, you know, bars. Yep. Just yeah, that we're like really good friends with. So we kind of want them to come along and have like feel like it's a bit of their party yeah, as well. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And at the same, oh, yeah. and at the same time, you know, people come along and go, "Cool, I know this bar." I can't wait to try their beer because they don't normally get to put there. or I've never heard of this bar where is it exactly look yeah, at really when they're here and go ice well ice actually I know next time in London I'm going to go to that one or next time I'm there I'm going to do that brilliant um, so that's kind of like one of the main focuses uh, we want in there plus all the standards shenanigans music food yep. dress, Games, up. Yeah. Yeah, fancy dress up yeah dress fancy <laughs> dress as we uh like have you a, got a date for us uh 29th of uh October so yeah mm-hmm. the Saturday so it's yeah like I said it's our standard Halloween event yeah so uh dress up is encouraged we are always the most dressed people and uh, we uh, we always want to encourage more people to come and uh, <laughs> join in the yeah. fun
1: there's a prize for the, the best fancy yes. dress on the day as well so
2: yes, supply of beer nice and worth yeah. winning worth <laughs> winning is that a ticket to debate uh, yes yeah, so it is it is definitely by the time this is out it's yep. live on um, on our social you go on our Instagram right. or anything else you'll be able to find links to go and do it £5 pound, uh, you get your glass and your first drink yeah, yeah, just you just, just so that, actually, to have a, an idea of numbers isn't it and it's, uh, exactly you know, like I said it's a special one-off glass done solely for our birthday yeah. just like we've done every year nice. so far and uh, yeah we, we assume it's going to be a lot of fun like all well, the other ones are but
0: I can absolutely guarantee that it will be the last yeah. two have been fabulous so but no, yeah like you get,
2: be. I think um, we're really excited to see a, a big range of beers because Ooh all the bars of the box shop we kind of come and go and actually we kind of want to do this style of beer. Nice. We're like, yep. cool. It's um, nice
0: that we don't have 12 collabs and 12 hazy pairs. Nice. Well I mean the beauty is as well we didn't mention it earlier on but how many taps you got in the other room?
2: Uh, so we've got 12 in the other room yeah. and then we've got 8 on this side right, so we so have 20 you know, taps. You're not
0: short sure of taps are you? So you can, you know, you can have a few, uh, a few out there beers on tap and still have you know 10 ipas absolutely and if we really want
1: to we'll line up a few linders on top you know yeah Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: and then at the same time we generally kind of like especially the brew team everyone in the brew team gets their own beer they can kind of choose like carte blanche to do um for the birthday and then we've also opened one up this year for the rest of the team so all the guys that don't actually kind of have a say generally they're doing sales or they're doing logistics tap room um We've got them to get together in a group and make decision of uh, what beer they want to produce, and then we'll, awesome. us brew team will work yep. on doing it. They gave me their first suggestion yesterday. It wasn't my, my favorite choice. You sent them back to the drawing board. You? Yeah, I said <laughs> I'll consider this, consider this, and they've gone cool. We'll we'll have a rethink and going, Yeah, let's just uh, let's make sure it, you know it's possible. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes it's, it's more. <laughs> I'm a, sure, it's possible going to the three glasses of we it. We had a similar thing last year where actually we got all the staff to kind of come up with a beer concept idea. Design everything just as a little fun filled stuff. We sent out to a few of our regular customers and said, Oh, we want you to kind of like choose your top three. Right. And then the winner will get chosen, we'll actually brew it on, a, on our kit. Awesome. And our sales guy, Sleety came up with a. Um, it was called All Shook Up, an Elvis-inspired beer that was, what, peanut butter, banana... Ah, oh, it was... Quite- uh, oh, bacon. And, yeah, and, yeah, and bacon yeah. and stout. And we're like, well, it's unsur- unsur- unsurprising we're not doing that. So when I, sent, <laughs> when I sent it to all the bars and bottle shops that we got to judge, I also had to put a achievability rating at the bottom. Right. You know, just to go, you may hear an idea and go, that sounds crazy, going, but we can't do that. No, is it basically so, so? <laughs> yeah. brutal? Yeah. Yes. And so you go, that's his idea, but everything else, yeah, that's fine, they're all things, but... Can we do it? One out of ten, you know. Like, I don't think we're going to put that out in its cell and actually taste I would it. Like so, to taste that beer. Uh, I would not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What else you got coming up beyond the birthday bash? Any any other ideas for events? Or uh... I think uh, we've got. We'll, we'll have our stand stuff around Christmas, where we'll try and you know have a Christmas party market, yep. have a bit of music around then. Uh, we'll have some like special releases around as well around sure. then. Like yep. last year, we had the seasons. We've got another idea, yes. kind of a, a, like a box. Um, Around that, you've got a
0: gift box. Have you yeah. for, for Christmas. If so, you know, you're missing out on a, on a you know, yeah. marketing opportunity. If you
2: don't. And another cool idea, kind of around it as well. It's called it's called the places where it's going to be four beers, all inspired by a certain place in the world. Okay. This time, four very distinctive beers that kind of, as a package, work really nicely together. Right. Um, and that's it for this year, really. I think. Uh, I think the focus.
1: we previous previously previously done loads of events and yeah. things like that, and I think focus at this moment in time is on the new gear how can right. we maximise quality yeah. um, what can we do to get the best out of that gear so I think next year we'll probably be back again yeah. crazy events more <laughs> events um.
2: it's been a very busy time though. Like we've got our 10k run this Saturday so yeah, right. obviously a few weeks prior yeah. to to this going out, which is um, pretty much a sellout again, so second year really? we run that. Yeah. You know, we have pretty much 300 runners kind of God, on site. So it's a bit under, we did it like November, oh. early November last year, yeah. so it's a little bit under a year. But we have pretty much 300 runners in, <laughs> and then we have music at the end of it. We have yeah. a big party at the end where pretty much loads of the runners just kind of stick around, drink a beer I after looks, yeah. only a, a little run down the river. Let's be honest, it's not you know, <laughs> 10K. It's, it's not a <laughs> marathon. So you know, <laughs> and I start the run by downing a beer, that's the official start as good as me downing a beer. That's so nice, I, like that. I haven't done it yet, but but by the time you hear this, it was delicious.
0: Excellent. Well, that sounds like it's going to be a fun day as well. Uh, Gents, let's take a short break. This Week in Craft Beer is sponsored by Them That Can, the premier mobile canning service in the UK. Them That Can deliver the machinery, labor, materials, and most importantly, the expertise to achieve a professionally canned product that keeps their clients happy. For more information about how you can get started with their amazing services, please visit www.themthatcan.com. I'm back with Dom and Dane for the second half of the show. Gents, at this stage, I'm not going to let you off the hook. I ask everybody to tell me what makes them different. And I
2: think you guys have got some good answers to that, but I'm curious to hear your riff on it. So crack on. Uh, I mean, we already t- kind of talked about one—the actual experience of coming to the tap room, the table service. That's definitely something we're trying to kind of set ourselves apart and offer that kind of experience. Yep. Um, in terms of the beer side, we like what we brew. We we drink we drink all the time. As a, as a team, we find ourselves down the brewery a lot drinking. Which you know, I go to other tap rooms and you, you always see a few of them there, which is great. And you go, yep. that's kind of what we want to make sure we do as well and have the staff want to stay after work, have drinks sure. yeah, with yeah. the other staff members because we all. You know, try and get along with each other and all want to like the space that we work in like this, what we drink um, I think it's,
1: it, we like to sometimes it might be a bit too ambitious but we like to try and make bold decisions and yep. we don't do things by halves <laughs> so we like to do like we said previously big events and live music and things yep. like that that it's maybe not massively unique in that we're not certainly not the only brewery in the country doing that sort of thing when we have an idea we're, we're the kind of guys just to go all in on that idea right yeah um, yep. And that's kind of been the mantra for the brewery, really, since we started. It was, yeah. well, if we're going to do this. We are going all in on every decision. And go big or at. go home. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, you've yeah. got to. You've got to back yourself to give it your best shot at everything that you're doing, and this is no different. We always just, you know, said this was our one kind of go at this. And yeah. We're going to really swing for the fences and, and <laughs> give it our all, really. So that, that's kind of how we. Um, that's how we approach everything, and I think yeah. that shows in some of the weird and wonderful things that you see. And Dane mentioned the you know the customer service for us yes. that is that is something that we see as in our control yep. Um, it's down to us how well we serve customers and how good of an experience Absolutely. they have yeah why can't we be aiming to be the best why mm-hmm. can't we be the best and we're hoping that when the customers come down here they really feel that difference from oh the service was how was it oh it was good to no that service was exceptional right. that's what we're trying to achieve and it's a it's a really difficult thing to achieve because we're aiming to be perfect and of course you can't really ever be perfect because there's always something to critique
0: but
2: if you're not aiming to be perfect what's the point no yeah Uh, and like rob we i saw you a few weeks ago the grumpy goats opening i remember saying to you again it's not something that makes us unique because there are definitely other breweries who think like us and i mentioned heist at the time but yeah. we are highly ambitious i think Heist are one of the most ambitious right. like kind of breweries out there at the moment just whenever yeah. i meet them chat to them you know their ambition kind of their plans and i go cool i, I put them in Internet exactly the same level same yeah. mindset as us nice. of so just kind yeah. of what they want to do and how they want to push it mm-hmm. and i said that's exactly we're, we're the kind of guys that you know shoot for the moon because if you miss you'll end up amongst the stars yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a
0: cliche but it's a good one isn't it <laughs> No, that's great. And a couple of follow-ups to that. Uh, so, and I'm not asking you to show me your, you know, your financial report or your, or your bank balance, but I'm curious to know how you guys are doing compared to where you thought you would be at this stage. Because you've had an incredibly difficult trading period to launch this business within. And it still feels like it's going really well. So, you know, are you where you thought you'd be before you started? We're way beyond where we thought we'd be. Yeah. But I
1: think that's not down to us Doing anything crazy special in that time, I think it's down to when we opened, we didn't really have a yardstick for what success was. Right, we didn't really know. We would talk about when we were planning to, to open the tap room and things how, many, were being cakes, built. how so many kegs are we going to sell in an evening? Will we sell a couple of kegs? Will we Will we? Will we even sell a whole? Like, who knows? We, no. we genuinely did not have a clue, no. which obviously now life is a bit more normal in how we do things at the brewery, and we, we know mm-hmm. that we'll sell so at least this amount every weekend yeah. and we have an, an idea because we've, we've got the history and mm-hmm. we, we know kind of what we do. Back then, I think we had, I think we, for example, we projected that we would like to get a canning line in, in the right. third year. Wow. Well, <laughs> we, we got it for six months. months probably. Yeah, yeah. Six, six yeah. months. Six yeah. months. Yeah. And we projected that not being like, oh, we're super, Cautious, or, yeah. or either super optimistic or anything like that. We just genuinely thought that just might be like a how it was, realistic goal. Yeah, yeah. So things are way further along than we thought they would be. And I think we talked about our kind of nature to kind of really go for things. Yeah. It sort of feeds that ambition for us to do more and more and more. What can we do to be better? What can we do to increase yep. the quality of our beer? Yep. Not, not just do things on a big scale, but do them well and, yep. and do them to the best of our ability as well.
2: So it brings its own challenges. And at the same time, you go, oh wow, like we've been able to do things that, again way beyond kind of what we thought we would do in this this amount of time. But then, because we have ambition, because we have these kind of thoughts that we go, well, how about we do this and how we push yep. to that? Then you're never sitting back going oh wow that's been great you're then sitting going oh man okay now we've got to do this now we've got to do this and it's, it's stressful as anything you know yep. it, it um it has many challenges kind of along the way but uh, yeah but we can only do that because things have gone really well we've sure. built up a real nice loyal following yep. of people that come here like say said week in week out we do put a lot of effort into to make sure our beers travel right as, as far around the country as we can so that yep. people can see our branding and, and try our beer and hopefully you know re- enjoy what they're drinking, absolutely. Um, yeah. So that maybe they do, if they're in Reading, come and pop into the bar and, and, and try so, yeah. our stuff straight, yeah. like straight from the tap here. So, yeah, I think we're we're both happy where we are, and with hopefully a lot more to come. Yeah.
1: It always kind of feels like we take the next step for us, and we think that's going to be a, a period of time. I think now in this instance with the new brew kit, yeah, that really is a long-term thing. Now that right. sits for a very very long time. Yeah. Um, I would love to be sat here in a year's time, going, oh, we have to do God, something that else. That is not quick, big <laughs> enough, yes. Well. But, but I think in this instance, we, we're at a point where we've got a better grasp on growth, yeah. um, rather than of having to follow growth because it's happening, going, okay, we need to now mm. put this into action and, and do things quickly, right. and um, you're sort we could of be a bit done, more kind of ahead now. of the game a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a bit more calculated yeah. onto how we do things, and understanding how that yeah. affects the business. Because we, we know what to business. expect, because
2: yeah. at that time, like I said, we had no idea how many cakes we'd get through. Whereas now I can go, oh, we're packaging this beer, how many cakes go to the bar? They'll take 10 cakes of that because I know that 10 cakes will go through in about two weeks of that specific style of beer. And then we've got another pail coming through straight after that. So actually getting through in that time is perfect because then this one replaces that and that transition keeps going. And at the time you're going, how much does the bar get? I don't know. (laughs) As many as it wants, hopefully. It'll see the aim, but you go... It's not as simple as that because you have a no, obligations as well. To, to, to you you said yeah. you want to make yeah. sure that other people are getting the chance to drink our beer as well, oh, and yeah. you know as much as we go, this is our home. This is we want. Of course, we want everyone to come here. Yeah. People just don't have the ability always because of jobs and from like that always mm. to travel and go first. So you go, cool. We'll bring the beer to you then.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely. So the other follow up to what makes you different, and you've heard me ask this a few times lately, is what do you wish you'd done differently? Is there anything you look back on you know in three years and
2: say oh man that was a mistake or you know we should have done that slightly you know sooner or you know it just I, fell flat i don't know i think one of the main things to me was even now we still have the kind of court processes you take over a unit and you don't consider how much electric or how much water there is in the unit and then you go cool you have ambition you want to do stuff and you go oh by the way there's not enough electric or there's not enough water to kind of right. deal with that and you go well how do we get more electric how do we get more water in there and yeah. then have to deal with that whole That's process which, is, that question, which, is which again yeah. is completely separate of actually just brewing beer like as a, for us you go we did not get into this to go oh how can we get more electric into a building no but then if the brew kit can't run because it takes more power and then we have to think about that it's just that stuff that you go oh you just don't really think about that when you're um, taking over a unit going how much electric will we need in this building in two years time yeah like
1: it's one of those things that you don't really think about because why would you but hmm. it is a fundamental to the operating of the business oh yeah you know if, we, if yeah. we don't have the adequate power supply in the building to run the new brew kit yeah we've got a very nice shiny new brew kit that can't do anything sure um, so
2: knowing that at the start would have been nice because then you go oh before we start let's get enough electric in there <laughs> so that yeah. means we don't have to think about this ever again rather than go oh okay how can we do this how long is that going to take and right. is there any work around it for now until we can kind of do that so that stuff for sure is Something that I just go ah, oh, it's just a pain, yeah. um, having to even think about that. And uh, I don't know anything else. I don't know. Just uh,
1: I don't think so. I think it, it is things like that that are more practical in terms of utilities and things like that. Yeah. And to be fair, no one could really forecast the cost of energy oh, at the
0: God, moment. So, no. um, it's hard I to say you don't think What different. could you have done to, to exactly. offset that? I don't really I <laughs> of...
2: say a lot of the stuff you know that has kind of in the like almost three years now. There's been decisions made and stuff we've done that you go, oh, like could could you have changed it? Maybe done a slightly different, but actually at the same time you go, it was still something in keeping with kind of what we expected to happen and what we yeah. wanted to do it. So um, majority of the stuff has kind of gone down the line of what we at least expected or kind of wanted to oh, go. Oh,
1: I've got I've actually got quite a big one. Right. We uh, we had the England football games on yeah. during yeah. the Euros. <laughs> yes, you did. And uh, this is quite a, a big one that we should have done slightly differently. We had to submit a TENS, which is a temporary <laughs> event notice yeah. for anything that's outside of your licensed dollars, to, to yeah. have yeah. customers in to drink yeah. and watch the game. We managed to submit a TENS for all of them apart from the semi-final,
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> which, we, which we did submit a TENS for, but we did it on the wrong day. Yeah. Oh, no. Thank
2: and uh, then loads of people booked to come and were like, oh, so, so, oh sorry, no. <laughs> sorry, yeah, we,
1: we can't legally have anyone in here drinking. So, um, yeah, that was quite that's a big shame. one, yeah. Yeah, that was a cock-up. We, yeah, we had a massive group of people I, that came I, 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 I kind of remember seeing atmosphere. the Instagram post about that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh,
0: dear. Uh, so that's, that's quite a big one. Never mind. <laughs> but I'm sure people understood. Everybody can make a mistake, can't they? Um, talking about opening times and opening days, you guys are Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the moment. Mm-hmm. Is there any thought of extending that into maybe a Thursday or a Wednesday?
2: so we actually did speak about with proper takeout as well talking about maybe the Thursday as well and how we can have a partnership there yep. but then especially because they said they weren't free to do anything like that till September okay. as we talked about we're like okay well because that uh, could be the hook to bring people in on the exactly person, yeah. and, and that's the only thing you go it, once we do it we want to stay doing it we don't want to do it for a few weeks no, and then go or is it working work. out yeah. and maybe do it so yeah. we want to go we're committing to it rain or shine yeah. this is we, we are going to be open these hours so people know they know it's consistent they know they oh, yeah. can come down and not Go, is it actually even going to be open so we wanted to make sure we had the other things in place and then the new brew kit came and it was just that thing there was just yeah. there was so much going on here at the end of the day we do have a, a brew running throughout the week yeah. you know f- through the day it's actually just the, the tidy up, despite the fact we've got loads of room here the actual space on the actual main brew floor which is the side of the horn it
0: does it does sort of spill into the seating area exactly so, you, with so the then you're in and whatever
1: well, yeah pallets yeah. moving back and forth like forklifts moving around mm. so that is life of course so the brewery. a brewery isn't
2: it? and yeah. you generally want the people that are doing their jobs to only have to focus on that right. I don't want the brew team on a Wednesday to go oh by the way you need to make sure you move these pallets yeah, and gotta, do that you, you want to go make sure the beer is done well yeah. you yeah. want to go do the beer well package this as well as possible and then we'll do the other stuff after so yeah. you know Thursdays are definitely high, high on the, um, the list of kind of what we uh, want to do Uh, I think we'll probably wait now until next spring I think that I was was going to say that
0: yeah you know we're obviously we are heading into a winter of difficulties I Mm -hmm. think you know in terms of disposable income for people and you know obviously the the utility costs are going to be non-trivial over that extra day as well so it's you know I I get that I think you know next spring that would be I think I'd love to see you go I I think you can make Thursdays work I do think you've got your catchment area here is so terrific yeah and of of
1: course like we'd love nothing more than to be able to do that and have people coming in Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday but I think just doing it properly and when the time's right not just from our point of view, but like you mentioned, and also the
2: living prices, I think. Offering you know, the same experience as well. Like, we don't want people to come on a Thursday and then go, oh, it's fine on a Thursday. Yeah, but but I, had actually... to, I had to queue up and get me beers because they didn't have yeah. enough staff on, yeah, to do the on the a table Friday, service. Saturday, yeah. it's just better. <laughs> and like, or, or vice versa. Like, you want to make sure whenever they come, this is the experience they're expected to yeah. get, and that's what we do. Well, the deliver. other thing is, you don't want them coming in and just sitting there there's only one table with anybody had. You know, that wouldn't be
0: good as well, would it? Yeah, because, exactly. you, you know, you yeah. want. The Bazzi's half the experience. No, it,
2: it. You know, I, I know, like, again, speaking of staring at the good when that pause that yeah. I per- personally would go on Wednesdays and Thursdays because on the Saturday, especially with the football, it'd be really busy. More chance And I go, I can't really there, yeah. ch- chat to people, especially here <laughs> in the table service. Would be. So if I go on Wednesday and Thursday, I'd get that. So I go, uh, also, there is those perks of that that we kind of want to thinking to go maybe it's a more personal a session point, like our yeah. sunday sessions generally point. are yeah. our sunday sessions are meant to be that one that's a bit more relaxed mm-hmm. the guys that are doing the table service are having a bit more time to chat with them rather yep. than i can chat to you as much as i can and then i'll go to this table and this table and go look i'm going to stay here for 15 minutes chatting to you about your beer about life right. in general yeah, yeah that's um, nice as well isn't it yeah so yeah so i, I think uh, we just want to make sure we do it right um we we did think there was scope this year to do it and i think it, it would have worked but the timing of the kit and everything like that just right. to then launch that and have to think about that and worry about, you know, it's, it, generally it's the worries of going, is it working? Yeah. Are we paying for staff that we can't actually afford at that time? And then right. going, or oh, maybe we can't do this, maybe we need just the guys who work here full time to go, can you actually just stay longer just on a Thursday a instead?
0: In bar, yeah, which is not, you're not ideal, is it? No. Exactly.
2: And then, and then worry about what's the experience like for the customer at the yeah. same time. So, yeah, it was, it was just one that we went, let's just hold off for a bit. I think that So sense, instead, yeah. I think we'll, um, there was even thought going do we even have sundays during the winter and i go no i think we're we, we have a really good crowd yeah. uh, on Sundays still that come in weekly so we go we'll keep as it is for now until spring and then hopefully we'll push to definitely thursdays you know at the end of the day the perfect world is we'd be open every single day of the <laughs> week and you <laughs> get young <laughs> people here but managing that balance of how it works with the kind of the business side and yeah. running the brewery as well as the want of the customers at the same time um and make make sure it is a place that they want to come down to all the time, and not go, Yeah, I went on Monday, so I don't need to go again no. on the weekend. Sorry. I think those are good mm-hmm. points, Dane.
0: Um, you mentioned the Grumpy Goat a few minutes ago. Um, we were there on their opening night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, an absolute Reading institution now with its own tap room. Um, I'm just thrilled that they've opened up. And you know, what, what's your thoughts on Reading as a as a craft beer scene? You know, you, you've been a significant contributor to that in the last three years, but you know, it's starting to take shape what's your thoughts on, on the Reading scene today compared to three years ago it? it's definitely definitely coming along more and more it's very, it's very different than when we opened hmm. I think
1: you said we have been a contributor to that but there were things you know like the grumpy goat long, um, long um, before we were Nags Head, here you know, Nags Nags Hares, Nags Head, were there was foundations yeah. built Absolutely. there that made it very yeah. easy yeah. to
2: kind of do it uh, the story I kind of tell is that you know I, I still live down in portsmouth to this day and right. the reason i never moved back to reading was because yeah and this is you know kind of 2015 yeah um, 16 was that oh there's some real great place to beer, but is there enough great places for right, beer? yeah you know there wasn't any breweries in the town center nah. that kind of in these rooms it was siren you'd have to go out, out to oh. there and you know at that time lucid didn't have their tap room like nah. you know the, the options were limited so again you, you'd have places like nags and you had the fox in the town and they were right. and you know Greyfriar even back then because that's how we met Matt Crook Manager. Yeah. manager um, but that was it and, and I just felt on the south coast I had actually more options I had, I had more to do yeah. now that's flips. now <laughs> I go oh Redding does actually have <laughs> the better options so you go there's, yeah. you always want those kind of new places or places just oh, to yeah. kind of improve and yeah. do that and I said because Redding had a good foundation anyway it made it easy for like us to kind of open up and there will really be a crowd of people well that's the thing it. you know and,
0: and so are you seeing uh, you know, and this is going to sound terribly pretentious, but uh, are you seeing a, and I'm going to say, a, a better educated level of craft beer drinker in your bar now than three years ago? Uh, you know, and that's, uh, I'm not sure that's very well worth it I'm sure it's badly wordy, but you get what I'm trying to say. Are people coming up to the bar and saying, "I want a pint of beer, please"? I, I don't think so. Or where's, the Gui- or well. where's the Guinness? Or, no, you know?
1: I think I think what we're seeing is there's more people hmm. of the same level of education that we had back then. It's just right. that there's more people because okay. they're. Yeah. There's more options for them oh, on, yeah. on the doorstep. I don't think we're seeing people with kind of a better knowledge of, of craft beer. I'm just, I think it's more people who have got to a certain level of knowledge where they feel comfortable coming yeah. into a brewery looking at essentially a place of 20 taps cool. and feeling comfortable knowing what a, a style of beer is and well, what they can
2: expect. We still love it when someone comes in and then they go, oh, I've just heard of this brewery. And you go, like again, it's a brew you know, take on the South Coast, like Unity, mm-hmm. and you go. Oh, well, Unity have been around, you know, a good while now, yeah, and again, yeah. produce great beer like Conflux and stuff. And they sure. go, I just tried their Conflux water beer, and you're like, oh it is like. Yeah. The, 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 the fact that you've just stumbled upon that going to me is especially living down down the South Coast. Going, oh it's crazy you've just done that. But that's awesome that you have because nice, yeah. you're clearly fine, on a great fine path fine right now. Words out, yeah. Exactly, you're clearly on a great path now mm-hmm. because if you're finding that and enjoying that, try this, try this, try this, and you're yeah. going to just have a, a great time finding all these other brews you've never heard of up to now I yeah. think
1: we've seen a lot of kind of development in the craft beer scene in, in Reading over the past probably five years yeah but I still think we're kind of scratching the surface uh, so are there
0: any uh, are, are you aware of any breweries in development that are going to open you know on a commercial I mean you know so obviously we've got we've got the lights of future stay and and uh, Andy at Dolphy now so are you aware of any breweries in not, development that, where it's going to be a full day job for people not necessarily no, people but I think one area. of the things
1: that we have noticed is something as simple like the Reading Homebrewers Society. It's thriving, there's so many members, and I'm sure if you asked all of those people, would you like to open a commercial brewery? Hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think the answer is yes, and I think if you asked all the breweries and craft beer venues around Reading, how would you feel about that? They'd just be welcomed with open arms. The more, yeah, the more yeah the th- There's
2: definitely still a massive first for people to start brewing their own beer because it's awesome. It, you know, it is as great as it sounds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, let's not be be around that. You know, being able to do it as a job is yeah. awesome. Um, so there's definitely that first, and um, you know, whether there is anything around here, we're not obviously totally sure of, but you know. We've already got a great scene here anyway, and you go anything added would be awesome as well. Absolutely, like, yeah. It, um,
0: it would represent no threat whatsoever. To no, you, you be, know, if there, was, if there was another, you know, there's a, there's a lot of relatively small and mm. slightly decrepit sort of industrial and I'm sort of generally waving to the west from from where we're sitting around here, aren't there? That, that you know, any one of them would be a great mm. spot for a brewery, and if and if one was to open up, that would just be fantastic news for you because it just it joins the dots, doesn't it? It mm. means that people, uh, you know, instead of thinking, well, am I going to go to Phantom? You know, because it's, you know, I'm going to go there and that will be my day, or, you know, but instead of that, people will be thinking, right, I'll tell you what, I'm going to do. I'm going to go to Fanta I'm going to bounce them mm. over there, and then going to go to Grumpy go, And you, people are putting together their whole day aren't and, they? And, and you get both yeah.
2: types of customers. As I said, we get the customers that come in for the start of the day and they stay the whole time. And then right. you get the ones that come here, have two beers, mm. and they go on to Double Yeah. have two beers, they probably go to the Grumpy Goat, go to the Pots yeah. And because yeah. and, and, we're those drinkers as well. Yeah. You, see you
1: see it a lot in, in certain states in America where they have kind of like arts districts where oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. you can bring fence. Mm. 20 breweries that are all walking distance, and it seems like you could go to a different part of the state, and there's, it's a bit more sparse, and you yep. can't really find that. I think that works really well. It really does, for, yeah. For the drinker and for the, for the businesses, because the businesses all support each other and go, yep. that is essentially the nightlife. Mm. Um, it'd be fantastic, I think, if we could have something similar to that, where you yeah. have a group of
0: breweries so close. Oh, God, I would just, well, I can't tell how much I would love that. It'd but, be a great night, yeah. Out, you know, it'd be fantastic. So. so I think it'll happen. I
2: think it will happen, but uh. Yeah, I mean like, and I still think that like in, in Reading there's definitely a market for it, you know. Because we're so like engulfed in like I said, this is our this is our day, this is our night. Yeah, when I sleep I'm thinking of Phantom, when I'm awake, <laughs> it's all this, your messages through it. So sometimes you go it, it catches you by surprise where they're in Reading going, Oh, I've never heard of your place. I have to come down. And then you go like and then they go oh, oh to be fair like i like beer but i don't go i go oh fair enough like it makes sense if right you, you yeah know, if it, not a beer drink, if if it, you, but yeah, they go yeah. oh no but i definitely like it and i'll happily come down to your place and you're going again oh, it makes total sense you haven't heard of us then but at yeah. the same time you you're in this bubble yeah or every single moment you all you're doing is thinking about it I know, so right, then someone yeah. goes and the never heard of it and yeah. you're like oh okay well come down <laughs> like so you, there is a like we um we attend uh try to pretty much every every month so the Connect Reading meetings where it's a bunch oh, of yes. businesses yep. um, go along and they're just looking at it's, it's a charity uh, run by Lorraine who does an absolute fantastic job where they're just trying to create charitable introductions to different businesses right. so someone will go in and say oh we really need some furniture to, for this next stage of our thing and then someone will go actually we're trying to get rid of some furniture right. so here you go have yeah. this or yeah. we need some staff cool we have volunteers that can do this <laughs> and um, even then we actually did one of the meetings here and you, know, you just got a bunch of people in there just going and didn't know you existed I lived just down the road and stuff (laughs) and you're like oh well you've got to come down Mm. for a drink this is awesome so being able to showcase stuff in in those ways really kind of shows you from other people who are again in their own bubble so engulfed with their own charities businesses and like that to then think about a weekend where they just go for a drink as you know not necessarily on the top of their agenda because of other commitments Um, so again as Dom said it's, it's scratching the surface there's definitely uh, you
0: know, it goes back to what I was saying earlier on about you know whether you're finding the you know better educated customer. Again, I still sort of cringe when I say that because it's not a well chosen turn of phrase, but we'll stick mm-hmm. with it. We're still only talking about ten percent of beer in the UK being craft beer, aren't we? Probably, and yeah. so you know ninety percent of, of, I'm sure that you know seventy-five percent of that customer base is probably never going to be into craft beer. But there's still you know there, there's a there's a section there that, that people that you know just haven't experienced what a nice space mm. this is and the fact that you know they, they perhaps are not going out to the pub because pubs are fairly dismal places but, a lot of the time you know and it's just having your you know comes back to your curated experience they need to come and experience this and then mm-hmm. after that they may be the type of people that actually say yes you know that, but, that John, it.
2: Like, it even surprised me sometimes so me and Don we we'd go wherever and we would just sit in a, a brewery and we would sit there for five six hours play cards mm. going through the beer list chatting and we talk every day anyway, but we just, yep. and and that's it. And then sometimes you'll have other people come here, and they'll be like around us. You could see after a couple of hours they're a bit bored. Going, oh, what we're doing next? You're going, what do you mean? This yeah. is it. Why are we going <laughs> anyway? <laughs> this is it. And they're like, oh, okay. and you go, no, like said, just like take a load off just chill out yeah. like let's just have beers have a chat like hang out with people yeah. you know n- nothing else going on and again like obviously there's, there's people that just have obviously different stuff they enjoy Not doing but you know. I think when it comes to the kind of drinkers that aren't into craft beer I think it generally would come down to affordability and well, uh, factor, and, and, yeah. and style you know essentially if you can put the beer in front of them and this is what we say when we talk to you know venues or like places where we're trying to create partnerships and they go oh but we just want to make sure we don't know, we've never sold this before. We want to make sure our customer base you go, Oh, if you put it you give them the choice, they will take it. Yeah. You know. If you put a regular if you put a brand like Heineken in front of them, they go, Oh, I don't know that one, but I know that one, so yeah. I'll, I'll it, take it. It's the...
0: familiarity, isn't it? You know, and it's almost like, you know, your football team, isn't it? You know, you, you have your beer and this is you know, for the longest time this has been the way that people drank, isn't it? You know, yeah. you had your beer and you would only go to pubs that serve that beer because that was your beer. Well I think you the, know, and that's the businesses... a horrible state of affairs and luckily we've
1: managed to get away from that. Yeah. But... Unfortunately a lot of the businesses talk to we'll just look at it and go oh on an average weekend we'll sell 500 pints of fosters yeah so we're not going to change fosters no or carling whatever it may be sure but i think what they're really just selling is 500 pints of miscellaneous lager oh, no. No. yeah miscellaneous
2: five percent lager or four percent yeah, lager, exactly. yeah so then you put in the other beer and, and you go the customer base would be happy with it so you know craft beer is not the issue but affordability and you know the prices they can do it at uh, the way they can push into bars because yeah. of you know certain sales tax they're able to produce and stuff makes that the issue rather than necessarily a customer base. I think the customer base is generally very open. I, I don't think you can find too many people that say, I'm not into craft beer if they actually try the beer because normally what I they'll totally say right. is going, yeah. oh, do you know what? I've never been into craft beer, but I like that. I could drink that. And you're like, yeah, yeah. actually, yeah. exactly. You can, you can find something that will please them. Definitely.
1: I think a lot yeah. of people are turned off by the idea of pretentiousness yep. and absolutely At I just the, want a beer
2: they, they go I just want a beer yeah. I don't want to
1: yeah and, and sometimes you kind of think they're, they're turned off by the idea of pretentiousness but that's a preconceived idea mm-hmm. that there's pretense here yeah and, you're going to be
0: judged you walk in and you're not you know, you're know, you not familiar with the hops and you know, yeah. and, you know all the other we, jargon we don't and, yeah.
1: expect everyone to come in and know absolutely everything God, about no, the brewing no. process and we're happy mm. to talk about that with people or yep. we're happy for someone to order a beer and and talk about football or, we or were, telly or whatever the other day
2: we were speaking just um over whatsapp about actually our best beer experiences mm. like just where we've been and gone oh that yeah. was just next level mm. and i think only one of them that we could really pin down and go the beer right every yeah, other yeah. one had something about it but it was generally down the atmosphere in the place the service the the way to build like and everything yeah. like that and you know it, it's very rarely about actually the beer yeah, yeah, because definitely. there's there's yeah. great beer out everywhere. There is, well,
0: not everywhere, but but a lot of places. But you yeah. can I think yeah. you can
2: travel pretty much everywhere and find a great beer. Yeah, the majority if, if of places. You know, if you know how to look for it. Yeah. yeah. Not, um, but like our great beer experiences are generally built around the other stuff with it. So you go. I mean, we we go drinking too much beer. So you, every conversation can't be about oh this beer has this hops in. it no. and then, <laughs> yeah. Oh, are you getting I'm that at, smell? Are you yeah, getting exactly. that taste? And you go, it actually turns into I've got a beer in front of me. Now we can talk about anything else. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Definitely. And I think you know that. That so I. Before we get into it, I, I do have a. I've got a variation on the wrap-up question that, that plays exactly into what you were just talking about there, Dane. But before we get into that, I just wanted to see whether you guys have got anything that we haven't mentioned that you wanted to raise in this conversation. Because now would be a good time to get into that we still run our charity initiatives mm-hmm. um, that's a monthly so you have a monthly charity
2: mm-hmm. um, how
1: does that work? so it's every third Saturday of the right. month yeah, yeah. unless um,
2: there's a special weekend kind of coming yeah. up but yeah the proceeds and, and
1: we'll partner with a certain charity um, yeah. which is typically local to us no, that's really nice um, yeah. and over the course of that weekend we'll have an initiative in our tap room and we always advertise what we're doing on our social media so yeah, it's, always on, could, it's always on it's always
2: front and centre on Instagram yeah so it's like yeah.
1: something that we've done since we were opened yeah um, oh, I think it's really nice yeah but, um, but outside of that,
2: um, I, I said I think um, one thing to look out for. We're just constantly trying to build up partnerships, right? Um, like working with local things and go cool. Let's just do some fun with it. You know, it, it takes away from that kind of monotony. You wake up, you brew another beer. What's yeah. the sales for that? Let's write taster notes. Mm-hmm. And um, whether that be like the, the Cavisham United stuff we've we've done, it's yeah. just something that you know. When I get up, I'd go. Oh, that's something fun to do. When I get to talk about the Cavendish United and go for the beer we do, all the like stuff with the kits or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, local basketball team would be yeah would they we've just done a partnership with them mm-hmm. and, like sponsoring their kits and stuff because yes. we're big basketball fans. Yeah. Working with the independent bottle shops and stuff like that, and uh, we, we're just trying to regularly build up the um, partnerships. We've got Elm Park Rules as well, Redland fan uh, fan base, um, yeah, based on social media. And again, we're going to the game tonight. You know, we're, we're, we're filming this pre-game. Yep. Again, because that's just a partnership we've done. that's just enjoyable. So yeah, yeah. we're trying to keep building up these partnerships. That we're, cool, we've got all this beer on the side, but actually off the side, we've got all these different things that we're kind of like dipping our toe in and right. going, no, we want to be associated with this because this is fun. So we're talking and,
0: about the guy. We're talking about Reading Sunderland uh, mm-hmm. this evening. Uh, any chance of getting some phantom beers into the bar at... Uh...
2: That's the aim. The uh, that's uh, the that's we, a dream. We'd
0: love to tag in at Reading FC. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah
2: no, it's, it's definitely something. Because I mean, you're starting to.
0: I mean, not everywhere, but you are starting to see. Oh, I'm not going to mention the team in London that's uh, that's uh, obviously got that brewery that I won't mention either. Mm. But, uh, but you know, you are starting to see craft beer popping up in uh, in stadiums now. So you know, I don't think it's out of the question. I don't think it's it's not tied down typically, is it? In the same way that, that pubs are. So no. I think I think, I think, it's, I think it's, it's at the discretion of the of the of the, of the club. Club it is class, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: I, from from our point of view, obviously we'd love to do something, with Reading Football Club. It's Dane's been a lifelong supporter of Reading, yeah. so for him that would just, that would just be amazing. Oh, yeah. um, and we think we could provide something really nice hmm. for, the, for the Reading fans oh, as well, yeah. from a, a local Absolutely. brewery. Um, yeah. Obviously breweries are part of our heritage here. In
0: Reading, yeah. Of so, course um, they are. I mean, you know that stadium was built more or less on the site of the Courage Brewery, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, well, right next door anyway. It was, and uh, well, I
2: mean, in, in, in the meantime, we're doing stuff with Park Rules where we produce kit like kind of classic um, kit football uh, yeah. b- beers as well and you know we're going to keep doing that but yeah like I said it would be a dream of ours to kind of be associated like I said always trying to kind of get associated with stuff that we just love doing like right. whether it's music yeah. sport anything like that and just create a partnership that kind so of takes away So coming back to that point that.
0: Dane, you'd be happy to hear from people locally that would be interested oh, in, in like, exploring yeah. partnerships yeah. With you, yeah. we, We've
2: just had a church get in touch with us today nice. about about brewing a beer and you're like signing off by the vicar you're like oh absolutely <laughs> like yeah, if, if you want to brew a beer be with us so absolutely come down Fantastic. we'll do something great like that yeah, anything yeah. like that it's, like I said it just changes from just that the monotony of going, cool, put another pale in tank, put yeah, another yeah. IPA in tank, and you go, cool, what can we do together right. from the beer point, but also the event point, from mm. anything like that, that actually gets our staff kind of excited Terrific, about yeah. something that's just different than yeah. just what we're doing this Saturday with the tap room, anything yeah. like that. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Right,
0: so, gentlemen, we are at the wrap-up
2: question, and this is a variation on the
0: typical ultimate happy hour question for you guys, because... Just to bring people up to speed, it's actually, I was quite surprised to find you here this evening because you two guys have spent you know, more time in the USA in the last 12 months than is, than is decent or possible as far as I can see. So, you know, you are constantly hopping around the, you know, the, the, the places that, that we all dream about drinking. And so I would like to put you both on the spot individually and ask you what your ultimate happy hour in the US would be or has been Based on your travels over the last, it doesn't have to be just the last twelve months, but in your, you know, in your beer careers. So it, it, I'd like to hear from each of you about we lucked the out tap, the tap room,
2: and if you can also recall a beer from that experience, that'd be even better. Like I said, we lucked out because this is just randomly a conversation getting you on this podcast where we talked about those great beer experiences, mm-hmm. those times that we were there, just going, "That was awesome." You left there going, "How can Damn. we do something like yeah, that?" Yeah. Um, and you know we literally i've got I'll be able to kind of like pick off a list but dom if you want to go first because i mean the, the obvious one is treehouse is, yep. it's just
1: what a location no. goes without saying so it, what was the I queue like so when
2: you were there well no, we, yeah. we were when okay we so
1: we got, we, we got there kind of early right um, so before it opened or yeah we got there before it opened but right. it was more by luck than judgment and we were in staying in um i think somerville in right. in, in um boston mm. and um we had a hire car, but we wanted to have our fill that day. Mm-hmm. So we, we got a taxi, a bus, bus yeah. and then another 40-minute taxi, whatever it was, <laughs> uh, to turn up and be told they would only and have had two, draft two, beers. two, yeah. two yeah. pints. Yeah. So that was pretty gutting. But of those beers, we had a beer called Haze, mm. um, yeah. And at that time, this was... Oh, when would this have been? 2000 and...
2: Well, it's pre-COVID, isn't it? yeah
1: 2018 I think possibly
2: yeah. no, it was 2019 it was 2019 just before, then you went, yeah you went back to yeah,
1: 2019 it was just an experience it was just an amazing and we said earlier it's, sometimes it's not the beer no. that makes the experience it's, it's things outside yeah, of that yeah definitely anyone who's listening to this and has been to Treehouse mm. will know full well what an amazing place it is That's yeah. certainly right up there for me
2: right. I, think, I think like for me probably the best place we drunk at just the one we've gone atmosphere side brim going right. at night With the lights down I think mean, that's just A special place To go and have a drink Yeah But in the last Kind of 12 months I think I'd probably go With uh, Holmes and Ann Arbor Was the brew pub there hmm. Was just a great experience Was able to sit at the bar And just tap, chat to the bar staff They'd right. smooge on They had all their stuff yep. Which doesn't travel anywhere You get a few right. beer festivals yeah, But yeah. it's just essentially two small smooge travels more than the actual beer side yeah uh, i got a um, little tour when i went to their smooge lab they call it <laughs> and uh where they have all their big fermenters they have to drive all the beer like a mile down the road because they don't have any space on site to have their big fermenters. Right. Yeah, yeah. uh so he get the head at the head brewer gave me like a tour around the nice. whole space and stuff so uh from this year i'd kind of go that but you know mm. in terms of like yeah, so i'd say grim is probably up there just in place to go and sit and just have great beer in yeah. new york um and, and then, I think special mentions to Russian River. I went there on my honeymoon uh, yeah. uh, this year, so that was awesome, mm-hmm. drinking uh, piney. Yep. By the pint, pint load. <laughs> Four pints in and I was feeling it, but you know, it was uh, yeah, yeah. after a day, doing a number of beers prior to that, but oh, it was, uh, yeah, that, that was an awesome one as well, so. Nice, supplementary question, what's your next trip? Uh, we're going to uh, Boston. We've got Boston coming up. Yeah, Boston in the beginning of November. Mm-hmm. And then Dom's going to get to go to Holmes for the first time. Yeah, got the poems, around there uh, as well. We're big basketball fans, so we're going to right. for a specific, specific uh, game: Pistons yep. versus Knicks. Kay. Similar tonight. We're going to Red and Sunderland. Both of us, I'm Red band, i fan. Yeah. fan. Yeah. Same then. I'm Pistons fan, Dom's a Knicks fan, mm. so we're trying to go over there. Uh, I used to work out in Detroit, so no, I I'm a Knicks fan,
0: not not seriously, but yeah. uh, but I was in uh, I was in New York the last time the Knicks were in the finals, which was. Oh, wow. Cool. 19, Too long ago. No, I would say, 94, <laughs> You're your age like, there, right? <laughs> no, yeah, no. I was there for a Pink Floyd concert, and uh. it was a, a completely lucked out. An amazing week because the Rangers were also in the mm-hmm. hockey finals. Oh, so you awesome. had you had Rangers game, next game, Rangers game, next game, Rangers game, next game. And, and so I was there for five nights. Every night there was a game. That you know the mm. feature of the New York, city. so, so there'll there probably never been or never will be another situation for a city where that is just the week. I that, bet all the yeah. cars. Oh, it's nuts! Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. But very we're aiming really to go special. to
2: one of the new treehouse locations we haven't been able to go to mm. uh, in November. We have got a good, good group of friends, like some of our friends from Chicago and Canada, mm. are kind of kind of because they want to experience treehouse and yeah. where they haven't before and stuff. And we're like cool, we'll, we'll do that. Uh, I've got my second honeymoon in Australia, so I'm hoping to go to the range. Uh, in uh, Brisbane yes. that's in October yeah you, the know, range,
0: you know if you was going to ask me one Australian brewery that you know you yes. see on Instagram it's got to be the well and I've done the range, research yeah. and they are the one to they're, go they're to they're so literally so my the trip baddies, is yeah.
2: it's two weeks but around going to the range don't Fantastic. tell my wife <laughs> 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 love it
0: well look this has been lots of fun guys um, I'm so thrilled with what you've accomplished in three years you know, I you can't, really can't wait to see what's going to happen in the next three years but I'll be here every step of the way I guarantee it so, thanks yeah it's been a lot of fun awesome thank you very much thank you